that's an awesome request to God. Like, what does your prayer consist of? Like, does your prayer mostly consist of things that you want or you want done or you want done for someone else? Or is it, you know, God, give me a, you, you recognize how important your heart is and say, God, give me clean hands and give me a pure heart. That is a very vital and important prayer request for God to say, hey, God, give me a pure heart. Purify my heart. And he can do that. It may seem a little dangerous. Because when God purifies something, any kind of purification takes some heat. And so if you ask God, and you really ask God to purify your heart, some heat is going to come. But allow it to come and don't resist it. I think so often we'll, we'll pray this prayer. We'll say, hey God, purify my heart. But then as soon as the test, the purification comes, well, oh God, whoa, whoa, don't take this away from me. And God's like, wait a second, you just asked me to purify your heart, so this is what I'm bringing into your life to purify your heart. And now you're all of a sudden, oh, oh, no, I don't want that. Get this, you know, because it looks difficult. And so on our journey in our Christian life, let's learn to embrace the purification process that God allows to come into our life. I, I recognize, I fully am aware of some things we bring on our own. Some choices we make, we bring on our own. Uh, but there are some things where God allows into our lives to, to do that purification process. So thank you so much for that. All right. Two weeks ago, we were just about to start LBS. And so I was processing LBS. And the theme, does anyone remember, and maybe you guys remember, what was the theme for Bible school? Promise keeper, faithful God. You're right. Now, does God keep all his promises? He does. Okay, I want to ask adults this question too, because we're going to talk about this theme. And because I'm like, you know, we go to Bible school, we teach the children, and then we oftentimes come away and what did we try to even teach? Did it mean anything to us as adults? Is God a promise keeper? I want to ask you this question Does God keep all of his promises? Said no. Okay. Do God's promises, and I'm not, any answer is, is good. Do God's promises ever fail? Some people are shaking their heads no. Okay. Does another question? Three questions. One, does God keep all his promises? Two, do they ever fail? Third question, does everyone experience his promises? No? Okay. And that's some things we're going to talk about uh, this morning. But we were talking about God is a promise keeper and he's a faithful God. It's one thing to talk about. We talked about it, we taught it. Another question I have is, do you believe it? Do you believe that God will do what he says that he does, that he says he will do? 
All right. Now let's go a little, little further. Uh, do you remember what the, the, we had five day themes? Do we remember what the themes were for those days? No? Monday? Do you remember what it was, Lincoln? Which one do you remember? Do you remember the theme for Monday? <coughs> That's fine. I'm not, I'm not blaming you because it is hard. Monday we talked about uh, he cares for you and he knows what you're going through. Tuesday the theme was he's not, and this will probably come back to your mind, but I want us to adult. This, the, the Bible story this year really spoke to me as well. It was really good uh, to go through the story of Ruth and even some of these day themes, uh, knowing that God really cares about us. He knows what we're going through. Tuesday uh, they talked about he's not finished writing your story. And you read, some of us, for those of you that were there, remember the story of Ruth to where it got very difficult and there was death in the family. And her husband died. And it was very difficult, but God was not finished writing her story yet. And God's not finished writing your story as well. Wednesday, we talked about he will make a way. He will provide because God does make a way and God does provide. Thursday, it was he is in control. His timing is perfect. We're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. God's timing and our timing, oftentimes, at least for me, oftentimes are, are, are not the same. I think I know when things should be done, how things should get done, and I put God in this box and I say, hey, it should be finished in this time. Where God's timing is perfect, my timing is not. And then Friday we talked about uh, God can, can use you. All right, so does God keep all of his promises? Do they ever fail? And does everyone experience them? I'm going to read a story in Joshua 23. And we're going to look at this story here and see what happens. I'm going to read verses 1 through 14. Joshua 23, verses 1 through 14. Now, I, I, I want you to pay attention here because... Uh, it's going to, th in this story, uh, I, I'm going to ask you, does God answer his promises, or does God keep his promises, or does God not keep his promises? Joshua 23, now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua was old and he was advanced in age. Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, their heads, their judges, and their officers, and he said, I'm old, advanced in age. I kind of thought it interesting when I was reading this. I'm like, yeah, they probably knew that, but Joshua obviously told him. He's like, hey, guys, I'm old. Uh, then verse 3, he says, you have seen all the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain, to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight. So you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the law, in the book of the law of Moses, 
lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. And lest you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations, but as for you, no one's able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he, he who fights for you as he promised. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Or else, indeed, if you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you, and make marriages with them, and go into them, and they know you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges on your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Verse 14, Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you will know in your hearts and in your soul that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass, not one of them word, not one word of them has failed. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. All right, so there's just a story in Joshua 23. And so what Joshua is saying here, some things that the Lord promised, is uh, if, if you were paying attention, he's saying, uh, you know, I will drive out the land. I will do these certain things with a condition. And that's if you obey my commandments and my laws. Verse 13 says, no for certain, I'm sorry, verse 12 says, okay, verse 11 says, take heed that you love the Lord your God, and then you obey his laws. But then verse 12, if indeed you go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, and you make marriages with them, you go in with them, know for certain the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. They're going to be a snare and a trap to you. So there's a condition here, and a lot of God's promises have conditions. The condition here, if you obey God and you trust God, he'll drive out the nations. If you decide not to, it's not going to happen. And I think a lot of God's promises are that way. God has promises all throughout Scripture, and in order to experience God's promises, it requires obedience, it requires trust, it requires faith, it requires courage, it requires waiting on God, it requires doing it God's way. So, back to the question, does God keep all his promises? Eduardo, you said no. Can you explain why you said no? See what? Okay. 
I was just wondering if we're on the same. God has promises, but in order for God to keep his promises and in order for us to experience God's promises, we need to do things God's way. If we decide not to do things God's way, God doesn't have to keep his promises. God's promises, most of them are non-conditional. I'm sorry, most of them are conditional. I said that wrong. Most of them are conditional on obeying God's law, following after him, doing it his way, and then you're going to experience his promise. There are a few non-conditional ones, and just a, a few of them are Hebrews 13:5, where he says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. And that's a promise without a condition. It doesn't matter where we go. Jesus says, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. Uh, in Romans uh, 8, 37 to 39, this is, this is a verse we'll hear quite a bit. Yet in all these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life. Now this is quite a list here. That neither death nor life Angels or principalities or powers or things present or things to come, height or depth or any created thing, that's quite a list, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. That's a non-conditional promise. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. doesn't matter what choices you make. There's nothing that's going to separate you from that. So, and there's, there's other verses as well that are, are non-conditional, but a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, promises. A lot of promises have conditions, and the Bible is full of promises. Uh, I, I, I read that there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible, so we're only going to get at a few. So promises is, is a, a huge deal in Scripture. But the Bible's full of them. All right, but we're just going to look at, at uh, a few here, okay? We're not certainly not going to go on all 7,000 of them. But there is several that I want to touch on. And James 4, verse 10 says this. It says, Humble yourself in the Lord, and he will lift you up. 1 Peter 5, 6 says something pretty similar. It says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, we love those promises. The fact of God lifting us up, being exalted in due time, sign me up for that, right? This is, uh, that, that sounds really good. But there's a condition. In order for that condition, in both of these verses, is this word humble. Humble yourself. There's the condition. But it's a condition that can be very difficult for us as people to do, to humble ourselves before God. The opposite of humble is pride. So if you come before God with pride, is this promise going to work? No. The promise will work if you do it God's way. Humble yourself. And First Peter is like, he says, 
I'm sorry, in Peter, it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's quite a place to come to, the mighty hand of God. Do you know what all the hand of God can do? An awful lot. But it says, humble yourself under that, and that God may exalt you. In our timing, no. It says in due timing, his timings. So there's, there's just a, a promise with a condition, another one. And I picked out some verses that are pretty familiar to us, at least for some of us. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Psalms 27, 14, very similar, says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. And so here we're talking about renewing our strength, being strengthened, mounting up with wings like eagles. And eagles, uh, it was uh, several months ago where I talked about that too, on just how, how an eagle can fly so high without, it just takes very little energy for an eagle to fly. Uh, but running, not growing weary, walking and not faint, there again, we want that. Sign me up. We're, I, I'm all into this. But the condition is waiting on the Lord. That four-letter word, wait. And we're becoming, we're living in a, in a time where that word wait is being almost discontinued. Because everything is faster and quicker and call ahead so you don't have to wait. But that's not what Scripture says. That's not the way God operates. See, God wants a relationship with you. And I think most of us know to build a good relationship, it takes this four-letter word called time. And God knows that as well. And so in waiting on God is us just hanging out with God, spending time with God. Now, waiting is not just sitting there. Waiting on the Lord is not just sitting there twiddling your thumbs. You know, that's not, waiting, your, waiting on the Lord is being persistent in prayer, reading the Word of God, but it's maybe not making a big decision until you know that God wants you to do it. Or it's maybe not moving here or doing this. Uh, you know, you're just, you're just waiting on God until God gives you, gives you the green light. Uh, but these are, the, this here is a great one. I mean, because even the, the, the condition on this one, the waiting condition, even the most experienced Christian can, can throw them into a panic sometimes. Because we want God to work on our schedule. When God doesn't work on your schedule, uh, we can tend to get, we can panic, we can get upset. I mean, we constantly give God dates and timelines and God, you know, we want this done by this point and this done by this time, uh, you know, fix this now, heal this now, whatever. We, we put God in, a, we, we give God a timeline uh, way I, we give God a time limit, and I don't think we should, because uh, we think we need it when we need it, how we need it, and 
God doesn't operate that way. He says in Isaiah 55, God, uh, Isaiah says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's what God says. And so he's got this. God has never been late. He has never been late. And he will never be late. It's just that we think he is late because we think it needs to happen in our time, in, uh, in, in our schedule. So there's the, there, the, the promise is wait on the Lord and then he will renew your strength, be of good courage, he will strengthen your heart. But there's a condition. The, the promise is, is conditional. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And what I'm going to do here in the, in, the, in the next part here, there's, like I, I think I said this, but there's so many promises. With 7,000 promises, you could just go and go and go and go. The point I want us to get this morning is, number one, Let's remember what we taught at Langston Bible School. We taught the children that, but let's remember that as well. God is a promise keeper, and he's a faithful God. He keeps his promises. So we're trying to teach the children that, but let's live that out as well. It's one thing to teach. It's another thing for us to live it out. And so I'm encouraging us that were involved, even if you weren't involved, to recognize God is a promise keeper. He is faithful. So here's just some, some verses I'm going to share just in, uh, in, in wrapping this up here. Verse, uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. Then he says, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now we pray to God an awful lot for direction. I hope we do. I hope you do. I know I do. Constantly, God, how do you want me to do this? Well, he says he'll direct you. If you acknowledge him in, in some of your ways, that's not what the Bible says. The condition is acknowledge him in all of your ways. This is, I, I am on a journey on this one. But that's what the Bible says. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So he's like, they'll all be added, but the condition is seeking God and his kingdom, and his righteousness. First Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The rest part is something that we all like at least sometime in our life, some rest. And God promises rest, but the condition is coming to him. He says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. 
He says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle, humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Matthew 28, 20. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Now that would actually be one without a condition. God is, is, or Jesus is teaching here. He says, you know what? I'm going to be with you uh, even to the end, the end of the age. And I, I love this. This Matthew 28, the, the Great Commission thing, I love the way Jesus said, uh, the way Jesus did that when he sends out the 12. And so he sends them out. And then in the end, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go with you. And that's what uh, this is talking about here. Be sure of this. I'm with you always, even in the end of the age. John 15, 5 says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So the fruit-bearing part is very appealing. We want to be a part of that. It's a promise if you abide in him. Abide in me and I in you. And he makes it so clear to say that you can't bear fruit without abiding in me. For apart from me, you can do nothing. John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. There's a promise. John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. There again, walking in the light of life. It's so appealing. We all want it, and it's possible. But it requires a following. Whoever follows me. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Being forgiven of our sins, being purified, is an experience I hope everybody here experiences. And it will happen if you confess your sins. It's a promise. But the condition is up to us. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess and are saved. It starts the, the first word here is if. So there's the condition for us to do it. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, there's another condition that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So those are just some, some verses. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with that because I did, there's just so many conditions and promises uh, in Scripture. But another question that I want to end on here is, do you believe the promises of God? The promises are there. Do you believe the promises of God? And are you willing to fulfill the conditions for God to keep his promises? God is not a liar.
God is a promise keeper. He's a faithful God. But there's a lot on our end that we need to do in order for the promises to be fulfilled. So, Eduardo, I think you're right. That's the answer I have as well, is does God keep all your promises? Or, I'm sorry, does God keep all his promises? No. Because if the, if the conditions are not met, he doesn't have to fulfill his promises. If the conditions are met, he'll keep his promises. Do they ever fail? I agree with you again. There are times where God's promises do not come through for the same reason. The conditions weren't met. And then the third question, does everyone experience God's promises? No, because they don't meet the conditions. So God is a promise keeper. God is a faithful God. And so let's live that. Let's claim God's promises. Let's take courage. Let's take faith. Let's trust in the things that we need to do for God to fulfill his promises the last one that, this is one that I, this is a short one, and I'm hoping you can leave with this one and remember this one and apply this one. It's in James 4.8. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Short, very important. So I'm going to close with that this morning, and I'm going to pray that as well, that this week we draw nigh to God, and then he draws closer to us. A relationship with God is important. Our step is to draw close to God, and then he's going to draw close to you. How do you draw close to God? Praying, reading Scripture, getting into the Word of God, meditating, and just being proactive in, in, in getting close to God. So that's what I want you to leave here with this morning. If you don't remember anything else, uh, remember that one there this week and apply it to draw an eye to God and he will draw an eye to you. Father, thank you so much for your promises. Lord, promises, your promises that you keep when the conditions are met. We did talk about several promises that are non-conditional and I want to thank you so much, Father, for those that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and Father, that nothing can separate us from your love. There's just nothing on earth that can separate us from your love. And so, Lord, I want to thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. But thank you for the other promise as well of things that you will do when we meet the conditions. So thank you that you're a promise keeper. You're a faithful God. And Lord, I'm asking for us this morning that this wouldn't just be something we hear about, we learn about, but we would experience this and walk this out uh, of experiencing the promises of God. Lord, I pray this week that myself included with each person here, that if we didn't hear anything else this morning, we would hear this. Draw nigh to God. And you will draw nigh to us. Father, that's a promise that you will do if we draw nigh to you. So, Father, I'm asking this morning for each person here this morning, and, and myself included, 
that no matter what the circumstances are this week, no matter what we face, no matter what, uh, how our days go, that we would choose to draw an eye to you, and then you're drawn eye to us. And so, Father, strengthen our relationship. I just pray, Father, that this would just be a continuation of journey of getting to know you better. Thank you, Father. You're so good. We honor you. We bless you. Thanks that you're a promise keeper. You're a faithful God. I pray a blessing on each person that's here. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming. You guys are dismissed. One more announcement. There's two tables back in the hallway that are lost and found. And what doesn't get taken there, make sure you go through there. What doesn't get taken there today, uh, Miss Landis is going to probably take to the Goodwill or trash. So it's not going to be here next Sunday. This is the last time, so run by there. If something is yours, pick it up and take it. If not, why, it's going to get taken or disregarded somewhere. Thanks so much for coming. God bless you guys. Have a great week.